Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, and along with me, as usual, my co-host for Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler, getting together to chat about the goodness of God and His grace. And as we speak, I'm just getting... Uh, back from vacation, spent some time in San Diego, had a really good time. My nephew got married, my bro- uh, uh, he, my brother's son, uh, his middle son, and also my parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary, so that's quite a milestone for them. And, and my uh, my mom and dad are both ministers, and uh, so my mom was able to give the, the mini-sermon during the during the service. She gave some great, great uh, grandmotherly advice to the new couple. My dad performed the ceremonies, and... I don't know. It just—it was hard to say goodbye. It was hard to leave uh, San Diego. I love Iowa for some reason. I love being where we're at here in Iowa, <laughs> but <laughs> it was good to spend lie, some huh? time out of there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, how's things been going for you, Mike? Well, I love recreational travel. I mean, uh-huh. I, I wouldn't want to do it uh, in, in my job too much. I, I don't think I would enjoy being a truck driver or a traveling salesman, where I was always on the road. But I just, I love vacations, and so I, I assume you had some recreational time out there, too, uh, goofing around out in San Diego. Yeah, I spent some time at La Jolla Beach, uh, went to the Wild uh, wild Animal Kingdom, or Wild Animal Park, whatever it's called. The kids had a blast. Uh, they didn't want to leave either. But well, it was a really you know, good it's time. one of those things that sometimes, um, and I know, you know, sometimes uh, there, there's, I, in, in some cases, you might have a, uh, a family member who's offering to take you somewhere, and that's pretty cool. But if you have to lay the expenses out for traveling, you just need to figure out a way to do it. Even if it's just some sort of a special trip uh, to, you know, an oceanside resort or Europe or Hawaii or somewhere in the States, there are so many beautiful places to go to that I haven't seen. And, and um, I love to travel. I don't do a lot of it. But I think life is so short, Joel, that sometimes you just need to figure out a way to make it work and just, you know, once in a while, you might just have to make that big splash and splurge and go for it because those are those are memories that you'll have for, for as long as you're on the earth. Yeah, there is so much to see and to do in this world. And it's not like you have to set out to see the whole world. But, yeah, like you're saying, it's, you know, there's outside of our little boxes that we live in, most of us probably, we're, we're used to just being in our community. And that's good and being part of the community, living there, going to work and doing whatever we do. But, man, it's so good to get out there, and it, you you see people with different mindsets. You see a whole different, I mean, especially in California. I mean, it's totally different lifestyle and mindset than, than uh, what we're used to here in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but some of, it for, some of it for the good. I mean, just looking at my uh, my three nephews and how, and how they grew up uh, differently than what we did, you see something different. You see, hey, you know what, That's some, I can take part of this with me, and I, I can, you know, add it to kind of my experience in life too and, and so some of it can be good it doesn't all have to be bad but just getting out there and seeing other parts of the country of the world can be can definitely be a cool thing yeah well joel um we were digging around in ephesians over the last several weeks and um i think we'll continue to do that as we kind of walk through the book of ephesians and sometimes we'll stop to elaborate on some things that may or may not have anything to do with the book directly or indirectly but I think we're uh, through chapter 1 and kind of getting into to chapter 2 and some great stuff in here in Ephesians. There's some wonderful, wonderful stuff. And one thing that I've been thinking about lately, 
without getting exactly directly into the, the into the passages here in, in Ephesians, is that so much of what you find in the Bible, I mean, there's a lot of instruction uh, for the Christian believer in the Bible. There's a lot that says, hey, this is what it's like to live by the Spirit, to live with the life of Jesus Christ in you. And there's a lot of that. Paul gave a lot of that, and, and throughout the Bible you'll find that. But so much of the Bible, including a lot of this, of what we're reading in Ephesians, is, is more kind of a doctri- doctrinal type thing. It's really telling us who we are in Christ Jesus, apart from anything that we do, apart from anything we've done. And in fact, I think our Growing in Grace program, as long as we've been doing this, we've really been focusing on that, on the grace of God, not so much what we're supposed to do or not do, but who we are in Christ Jesus. And of course, knowing who we are in Christ Jesus will lead us into that lifestyle of doing uh, of doing the things of the Christian life. But uh, I was reading an article from uh, Steve McVeigh on, on the website, on the Grace Walk website, and it was talking about, uh, well, the title of the article is Withdrawal from Flesh Sermons. <laughs> it's a really good thing. And, and he talks about how he was speaking on uh, the book of Ephesians. He was speaking on Ephesians 1, and someone came up to him afterwards and said, you know, that's that's all fine and dandy, but we, we need some practical stuff. You know, basically, in my own words, tell me how to live this Christian <laughs> life. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. And Steve, in this article, he says he was kind of frustrated, didn't know, didn't know exactly uh, what to tell the person. But he, later on, he came to some, he was reading some other parts of the Bible, Steve was, and he, and he realized, you know, people, he, he, I think he was reading in Numbers, uh, where the people wanted, uh, God was providing the people of Israel with manna. That was his provision in manna, a representation of Jesus Christ. The people weren't satisfied with what God was providing for them. They weren't satisfied with today. We would say they're not satisfied with Jesus. They want more. They want to figure out what they're supposed to do, what they're not supposed to do, and all this stuff. And nowadays in the, in the church, we, it's like every sermon we hear, it's like we, we're, we're looking for what we're supposed to do. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Or every sermon that a preacher preaches, he's trying to tell the people what they're supposed to do instead of simply being satisfied with who we are in Christ. Simply being satisfied with the life of Jesus Christ in us. And again, there's instructions, and in these instructions of the Bible really are a representation of, of what life in Christ is like. But we've got kind of an exaggerated focus on the instructions instead of just on the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's just something, and, and I don't use the term loosely, uh, there's just something natural about wanting to do that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean natural. <laughs> but, but even for those seeking the supernatural, again, you can get caught up, because I did that for years, Joel. As, as I began to, to, as a young believer, as I began to grow in my knowledge of the Bible, I'm not saying that I was growing a lot in grace at that stage in my life, but I wanted to get out there and do, you know, the, the works of God. And I think Jesus ran into the same thing, even his own disciples. You know, they, what, what is it we're supposed to do? How can we get into the kingdom? What are we supposed to do? And Jesus said, you believe on him who sent me. This is the work of God, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We want to do the works of God, too. How do we do this? And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having that desire to want to see God move through you or, or to see uh, the supernatural manifested in some way. But I think if we focus more on just being instead of doing the signs and wonders will follow us instead of us following them. I think that's true. And you know, when when Jesus talked about when Jesus talked about abiding in Him, you know, He He said, "If you abide in Me, 
if you just simply stay with me, keep your mind on me, and just remain in me, in Christ Jesus, which we as Christians do by the grace of God. We we do abide in Christ. We do stay with him because it's not like we're with Christ one moment and we're not with him the other because he's always with us. Then you will bear fruit. He didn't he didn't say struggle and strive uh, to produce fruit. He said, just stay with me and you will produce fruit because it's his life. It's, you know, he said he's the vine and the, the father is the vine dresser. And if we, as the branches, simply stay attached to him, which we are, then we'll bear fruit. It's it, it, You don't see a branch on a tree struggling and striving to try to get fruit to come out. The, the branch simply remains on the vine. The vine dresser, the father, takes care of everything. And supernaturally, we bear the fruit. I like, you know, something Steve McVeigh says a lot is we don't, we're not the people who produce the fruit. We bear the fruit. God produces the fruit that we bear. That's a great way of putting it. Thank God for Steve McVeigh. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> when you or I are at a loss for words, Joel, we can always count on Steve to give we us something. quote this or that. Yeah, exactly. It's true. <laughs> All but right. Yeah. So what are we doing? Starting with Chapter 2 here in Ephesians? Yeah. And here's, yeah, exactly. Starting with Chapter 2, and here's more of this stuff that's t- telling us who we are, what God has done for us, apart from anything that we do. Well, let's take a look at the first few verses here, Joel. Uh, my little headline here right before chapter 2 says, By grace through faith. Uh, and then Paul goes on to say, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we also uh, we also once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Hmm. So that's uh, Paul starting out with a bang here in this chapter, huh? Yeah, telling us who we once were, and telling us. I like how it's. <laughs> I just love how he starts it off. And as you, as you've said before, you know, Paul didn't write in chapters, but as we've got a new chapter here, at least as as it's outlined uh, in the way the Bible is put together here. And you, you know, this chapter starts out with, and you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. God made us alive. We once walked according to the course of this world, according to the ways of the devil, the ways of the flesh, the ways of the world. And that devil, that prince of the power of the air, is still working today in the sons of disobedience. But he's made us alive in Christ Jesus by nothing we've done. Well, and Paul starts out the chapter that way, but... As he, uh, I kind of stopped there at the end of verse 3, Joel, but he continues the thought. He says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Uh, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Um, and he's going to go on here some more. But uh, again, he, he, he uh, reiterates the fact that we were made alive again. We were made alive. That's you know one of the things that Jesus, uh, when he was walking on the earth, he he told us time and time again. You know he didn't come to to condemn us, and you know he said that the law through Moses, you know, the law had already done that. The law had already condemned us. He came to give us life. Something that the law, something that rules and regulations, something that trying to you know maintain self righteousness can never do. It can never do that. Something that that could never do, Jesus Christ did for us. He gave us life, and he said he came to give us abundant life. 
and that's the life that you find when you're born again. And if you, you know, if you find you're not experiencing this abundant life, it could be uh, that you're focusing on the wrong things. Maybe you're focusing on all the things you're supposed to do and not do. You're not going to find life in that. You're going to find life in the person of Jesus Christ, and and from that life, uh, various things will flow, uh, like like you've probably never seen before. Many times, Joel, I think I've said on the show that um, we uh, often seek things from God uh, that have already been given to us. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we see this after what we just read here, that um, another example of something that God has already done that I'll bet a lot of people are still trying to receive in their own life, and that is that he has raised us up together mm-hmm. and made us sit together. It's something that's already happened. Uh, already made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Something that's already been done is he's he's already placed us in in this position, this this identity that we talk so much about that we have in Christ Jesus. It's something that's already occurred uh, by faith. It's already occurred by faith. Uh, Amen to that. And I guess that's a probably a good place for us to wrap up this week. I mean, the faith that is a gift of God to us uh, is what we live by day by day. We may try to focus on the do's and the don'ts, but it always comes back down to do you trust in Jesus or don't you? That's how we're saved, and that's how we live the, the rest of our Christian life, by faith in the one who's given us life. Well, thank you for joining us this week on growing in grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler with me, and I do hope you'll be with us again next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.